When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel, serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any of you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined today, as usual, by staff writer Josh Clark. Hi there, Josh. Hey there, Candace. How are you? I'm fabulous. So, Candace, I'm sure unless you've been living under a rock and, you know, if you're deaf to the timber of Morgan Freeman's voice, you are well aware that the this summer's been all about the Olympics, right? Oh, naturally. So, I mean, the, the eyes of the world are on Beijing, and China's looking back saying, what are you looking at, you know? Um, I'm looking at your smog. Th- that's right. Yeah, that was, that was a big deal. Poor China's been very, very heavily criticized since they got the Olympics. They are making a sustained effort to alleviate that, though, I will say. Yeah, they are. I read recently that they have uh, lifted the the internet restrictions mm-hmm. that they had placed on uh, on uh, internet access for journalists who are in the country right now, um, they had promised there would be no internet restriction for journalists. Then there was, and then they repealed it. For the rest of the country, it's internet restrictions as usual. Like you can't get on any site that has anything to do with Tibet, Taiwan. Uh, apparently, um, Amnesty International is not a very uh, easily accessed site over there in China. And so that's one of the reasons why the International Olympic Committee was criticized uh, for giving the, the Olympics, the 2008 Olympics to Beijing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly the Olympics are, uh, they're about freedom and humanity coming together and table tennis, you know? That's exactly what the Greeks originally meant it for. As you know, of course, 
you wrote an article about how the first Olympics work. I did. And I did. When were they held? Oh, gosh. It was like the 6th century, the something like that? Um, a long, long time ago. <laughs> okay. So, And they were first held in Olympia. Looks like I need to reread my own article. <laughs> totally. Yes, they were held in Olympia. They were held, and they used to compete for olive oil and stuff like that. And and women, and hides, and lunch for life. True well, story. You True know, story. You know, the... Uh, the the Greeks that that's just one of many things that is still around in our modern world that we can thank the Greeks for. Um, other things like uh, calculus, theater, uh, astronomy. Yeah, I was gonna say you know that your favorite show, Gossip Girl. It's based on uh, Greek dramatic theory. You realize that, right? I do. That lit degree you have under your belt. You can thank guys like Homer for that, for creating modern literature. Thanks, Homer. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot more esoteric things that the Greeks gave to us, too, like the concept that the uh, the, the universe is, is laid out in a rational way. Or how about that we have two different selves, uh, a higher self mm-hmm. that thinks of things like... Uh, spirituality and pursues knowledge, and then there's a lower self, which mm-hmm. is gravitating toward baser instincts like our Sex, sexual appetites addiction, and yeah. addiction, yeah. physical I'm, I'm desires. Very much driven by the lower self, unfortunately, it's something I struggle with. Forging forward, but um, yeah. So, so since the universe is, you know, laid out through reason, we can use reason irrational inquiry to explore it, right? Yeah, and what's fascinating about the Greeks is that they didn't always have this erudite civilization. No, there, there's something called the Greek Dark Ages. Yeah, which was fascinating to me because I associate terms like Dark Ages and Renaissance with Britain, essentially. But mm-hmm. apparently, this was a cycle that happened in Greece long before it ever did over in England. We're talking back in um Right around 1100, 1100 BC, to BC, yeah, uh, the Mycenaean Empire inexplicably crumbled, and these right. have been people of, of learning and trade. It was and a high culture. civilization, to be sure, for sure. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the lights just went out. Yeah, and and basically Greece turned inward for about 500 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, all trade ceased, um, politics ceased. It was basically. It, it, it was licking its wounds almost. And then about 600 B.C., we have the Olympics. We have Homer writing the Iliad. It's just this huge explosion of knowledge. Right, and this is what we identify as classical Greece. Right, and the, we, the Greece that we know of. Right, and we also see the birth of the Democratic Republic, mm-hmm. one um, of the most famous hallmarks of ancient Greek culture. Yes, yeah, so the Socratic method of teaching. Um, the, basically, uh, f- uh, physicians weren't weren't around yeah, before then. Yeah, Hippocrates, so, father yeah, of medicine. Yeah, so so the Greeks gave us pretty much everything that we base our world on now. And frankly, uh, f- I I guess the way I would put it is that before the Greeks, you know, started dropping knowledge on the world scene, everybody on the planet was just running around like a bunch of idiots. So I would say, is that fact or fiction? Well, Josh, it's not entirely an an impossible theory, but there was actually a civilization that influenced the Greeks to an incredible extent. And I know, hold the phone. We're talking about the Chemites. And these are the people of ancient Egypt. And, you know, we all know what ancient Egypt was responsible for. You know, we have the pyramids, we have the Sphinx, we have incredible knowledge in fields like um, astronomy and, and medicine. There was a, a very ancient, I guess, medicine practitioner, Imhotep, and his observations about disease and, and the human physiology would later influence even Hippocrates when right. he became the father of medicine. No, I mean, you, and we've talked about the pyramids before and how, in the, uh, the wonders of the world, that kind of thing. This is like 
ancient, remote antiquity, though, isn't it? How could it possibly influence the Greeks? Well, essentially, they weren't so isolated from the Greeks. The Greeks knew that the Chemites were doing a pretty good scholarly thing over in their corner of the world. And so they would actually travel to Egypt for university, essentially. And they oh, would yeah. go and, and study with the Chemites. There was actually a 40-year program that scholars <laughs> were expected to follow. It's a pretty serious commitment. And this 40-year program turned out... A man who essentially was both scholar and priest. Who? Oh, well, I see no, no, no! Man in general—that was the idea. Scholar slash priest. That is, that's kind of a long program, especially considering the life expectancy for that time. Probably wasn't too terribly longer than forty years. No, and as far as we know, no one from Greece completed the program. I think that Pythagoras got the farthest. Was it Pythagoras? Yeah, he did twenty-three years. Wow. Yeah. And so so what you're saying is that the Greeks actually traveled to Egypt to learn. They precisely. didn't come up with their ideas on their own. Well, not exactly. It would sort of be like, you know, going to university today and taking a class in literature mm-hmm. and then essentially, you know, taking the fundamentals that you learn about reading poetry and understanding allegory and symbolism and then later on, 20 years down the road, interpreting a brand new poem with these fundamentals that you've, that you've honed you. in right. class under experts, essentially. And they had this system called the Kemetic Mystery System, and this comprised math and writing and physical science and religion and the supernatural, and this relates back to the idea of the scholar-priest that I was talking about earlier. And the notion was that you would take all these different components of intelligence and sort of amalgamate them into really rational explanations about the universe. And one of the first Greek scholars to go over and study with the Chemites was able to harness these skills, take them back, and he used his knowledge to accurately predict a solar eclipse. And he showed the Greeks how you could measure the distance of a ship at sea. That would get someone's attention. Precisely. And it lent credibility to the system. And so you had more and more people going over to Egypt to study people like Hippocrates, Pythagoras, Socrates, Plato. Mm -hmm. They all went. Well, let me ask you this then. Did the Greeks like hide the fact that that they went to Africa to learn? Uh, why don't we know this? I mean, why do we thank the Greeks and not the, the Chemites? There's a couple of theories behind this. And the first is that the idea of enlightenment and that movement also originated out of Europe. And that really pushed the idea upon people that intelligence was about rationality. It had nothing to do with ideas pertaining to the supernatural or to spirituality. So there was a very strict dichotomy there. And that could very well explain why more credence wasn't lent to the comedic mystery system. Because, because it did include science and exactly. metaphysics or the supernatural. Yeah, Europe was looking for scholars. They weren't really looking for scholar priests. So the Greeks basically just took the rational reason part out of their, their what they were taught. Yes and no. I think that that was the part that they honed, and that was the part that was appreciated gotcha. in scholarly circles, and mm-hmm. that was, I guess, passed down through generations of scholars. But there's also a, a more controversial explanation for that, too. Ooh, I like the sound of that. You like the sound of controversy? Yeah. Well, hold on to your seat. Um, another thing that emerged out of Europe was prejudice toward the African continent, and I, I feel pretty safe in saying that because we've all read stories about, you know, colonial exploits in that continent. Mm-hmm. You know, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness is, is one of my favorite, ex- well, not my favorite, but it's a very poignant example of what uh, a wealthy and learned people's 
interpretation of, of natives is, you know, mm-hmm. these people are living in land that they don't, you know, they don't know what value it holds monetarily. They're not using their full capabilities of their minds and bodies. And so I think a lot of Europeans and Westerners in general thought these people couldn't possibly have come up with something so sophisticated as things like astronomy or math. But in fact, they did. And so there have been plenty of scholars these days and, you know, plenty of activists who have been setting to right the wrongs of these past perceptions. And so we are starting to re-recognize, not to stutter, re-recognize the contributions of the Chemites. Well, that's good. Thank you. Thanks for clearing that up. My higher and lower self both thank you for that. Just the hand wave is fine. (laughs) If you want to learn even more about the Chemites, you can read Did the Ancient Greeks Get Their Ideas from the Africans on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and P&G's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer.